welcome to the Hindus Parley podcast. This is Yan Sudarshan, your host for the day. A fortnight ago, Wimbledon decided to deny entries to players from Russia and Belarus for the 2022 edition of the tournament. Coming as it did against the backdrop of the raging Russia-Ukraine war, Wimbledon said the decision was taken to thwart any attempt from the Russian regime to derive benefits from the involvement of Russian and Belarusian players with the championships. The move followed similar initiatives from many other sports, from football to track and field to Formula One, who have all come up with signs on Russia and Belarus. As a result, the never-ending debate on the influence of politics on sport has been reselected, and here we will be discussing the various facets of the same. With me are two distinguished people, Sharda Ugra, one of India's best-known journalists with three more than three decades experience having worked across newsrooms in the Hindu, Midday, India Today and Crick Info, and Zeeshan Ali, a former tennis player and Olympian who is currently India's Davis Cup coach and also the head of the National Tennis Centre in New Delhi. Welcome Sharda and welcome Zeeshan to our program. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Sudarshan. Thank you, Sudarshan. Uh, diving straight in, we see that to untangle sports and politics seems to be this universal desire. But does sport exist in a vacuum? Can Sharda take this first? Yeah, thank you, Sudarshan, for having me here. Um, you're right, you know, everyone always says, let's try and separate sports from politics. But well, uh, sports takes place uh, within society. It is a product of society and society is automatically constantly being impacted by politics. So it's very hard uh, to separate it even on a sort of a day-to-day rule regulation and uh, 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 kind of a level. And then when you escalate it to the point where countries are involved and, and, and governments are involved, then it just gets extremely messy. And uh, given the, the history of uh, political involvement in sport, because it's almost seen as, a, as an agent of soft power in many ways for, for, for governments, um, that we'll always end up in, in a position like where we are at this point in time in, in a highly professionalized uh, world of elite sport it gets even more complicated. Uh, it's very, very, it's impossible to separate it uh, no matter how much we try and we want to exist in almost like a utopian uh, uh, sort of sphere where this, and go back to an amateur era. But we know that was not very uh, utopian in any case in the first place. Uh, Zishan, do you want to take that as well? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with Sharda because this is something that's always been there. I mean, you know, sports and politics have always mixed together. No, no matter how much we try and say, as sports people, we try and say that you know politics should not uh, be, uh, a, a, you know, it should interfere in in sports. But unfortunately, it always comes up. It it, it depends in 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 different times. And and you know, in the seventies, I remember India had to play the finals against South Africa in the Davis Cup. And we had to give a walkover uh, in, in that because, of course, of the apartheid uh, the issue at that point in time. Um, I remember again in 1987, India reached the finals of the Davis Cup. And then in 88, we were drawn to play against Israel in the first round. And then we had to give a walkover again at that point in time. Um, so again, you know, uh, so it, it's it's been happening over the years. It's been happening for a very, very long time. It's impossible, I think. Uh, you know, to uh, to se- to separate uh, the two, and unfortunately, sports, arts, you know, these these uh, these spheres are one of one of 
you know uh, that that do get affected and and uh, and unfortunately no matter how much we try and talk about it or say it's it's a higher power uh, or or a bigger uh, bigger uh, like like a government that's involved which which takes uh, certain decisions which um, makes it very difficult for an individual to then go against you know so it, it is uh, like a, like i'm saying you know it's while we want to in an ideal world not have uh, you know sports mixed with politics but unfortunately uh, that's something that's been happening for years and it continues to happen even today so okay okay when we actually talk uh, or in general conversation uh, to politicize something has come to mean something that's bad uh, across uh, different walks of life but is there room for say the right kind of uh, politics or to take a morally upright uh, stance possible in today's uh, sporting world considering jishan spoke about apartheid and it was one of the shining examples of moral courage displayed by many countries so is that something that's possible now with competing interests of different countries and stuff sharda can you take it yeah so that's an it's interesting you know when you say about what is good politics uh, or uh, define it as sort of positive uh, uh, the impact of positive politics i think uh, politics was used uh, quite considerably uh, in the case of south africa uh, it was made to to play a part uh, in sport and outside sport as well to try and push the the apartheid regime to kind of uh, change its stance um but at the same time so you would look at that and say that was a good thing but i all of us remember uh, people of my generation uh, remember what it was like for say countries like india and other non white countries to be standing up against this huge almost monolith of uh, western uh, sort of politics and and western governance and the western as they call it uh, a way of life um, uh, which seemed to think it was okay to go and play sport in south africa Uh, i was reading a very interesting account of the west indian cricket tour there and they said look you know when we go to play we will be showing the west indian cricketers that went there said so we would be showing them uh, that uh, you know that that black people have uh, uh, can compete with them equally and that was another sort of counter argument but at the same time countries fought very hard against the western world to to uh, uh, say that what this that south africa's policies were extremely flawed and had to be fixed it sport was used as one measure to kind of push through um so that is right but then what happens is that then when we get into an issue like what's happening today then it gets uh, really complicated we also see how sport has been used politically to to uh, to, to to send out a message Uh, like uh, nazi germany did in 19, 1936 you know to stand up for uh, their their stand up for the regime there so then you're saying okay which uh, uh, how is it used it in the case of what's happening at the moment it's it's seen as almost like a very selective from our point of view i think from the indian point of view outside the the the, the sort of the sphere of say russia and, and ukraine and nato and all the rest of it it's seen as a very selective kind of a response to what's happening in uh, in the rest of the world you know which is seen as a response of look you know is a war uh, does a country have to be um, sanctions have to be imposed sports wise or culture wise on a country um, when there are whites uh, when there's a white population involved either way i mean the, uh, that's at the other end of the stick almost that that's that's suffering in that sense so it it gets very very messy and the, the south african example perhaps uh, when you look at it now 
it is almost like in isolation uh, sometime when you were able to actually get that push to to change uh, things in the country which it coincided with the use of real politics as well you know to push to get to have mandela released and nelson mandela released and so on so i think maybe the south african example is is perhaps the only one i can think of i don't know if zishan uh, has a has a better idea of this in which it was used to it ended in, in the right way almost you know you can't argue about uh, which where it ended up finally uh, it's, uh, it's it's very hard to see anything else working in the same way uh, with the same result at at this point in time we've become a much more cynical i think uh, planet <laughs> in that sense yeah uh, zishan uh, you, like uh, taking uh, what sharda said further uh, you have been a player you 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 did sp- speak about the 1974 thing and then the 1987 match against israel and then you have been part of uh, the coaching team uh, and also india recently traveled to uh, i mean had to play pakistan in davis cup so in such scenarios uh, how should sports bodies deal when there are conflicting uh, and ethical uh, arguments on both sides so how should uh, sports bodies deal with such scenarios <clears throat> no i think i think the, um, the also the initial question was the right kind of politics <clears throat> what is the right kind of politics because what is right for one country does not necessarily mean it's right for the other so there's always going to be arguments with what is right kind of politics i mean uh, yes in, in in the case of south africa yes it was the whole world getting together and and defying uh, south africa for a reason which was on a humanitarian uh, basis and things like that uh what's happening right now is is something that's completely different um you know it's uh, it it's it's a, a superpower that's you know taking over another country and then you know uh, sports people um and sports becoming uh, you know, part of uh, the the politics that's that's happening and why russians should be allowed or should not be allowed to play and everything like that you know yes i have been part of uh, part of the team i was part of the team when in 87 we had to give a walkover against israel and you know especially after having reached the finals of davis cup the previous year it was a huge shock to us but you know but it 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 is a it that's the stance the indian government at that point had taken and um, you know we were just small players in in this huge uh, big uh, you know thing that was happening so you know uh, we we don't have a say frankly speaking sports people don't really have much of a say um in what government's decisions should be on certain things um you know so just i mean you know so obviously uh, this this the same thing that happened with the davis cup match against uh, pakistan but then then that that though the reasons for that was not so much politics was as much as the safety of the players were, were concerned i mean uh you know with certain uh, terrorism acts that were taking uh, place or or teams being uh, targeted like the sri lankan cricket team was targeted when they were um, you know going to play the match in 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 when they were in pakistan and and they played a match and the bus was attacked and everything like that so all all of these uh, kind of things uh, was the reason why india refused to go uh, to play pakistan in pakistan but yes i mean you know uh, we do see a lot of that happening in cricket and stuff like that but then again like i said i mean you know these sports unfortunately gets dragged in um you know when uh, these big uh, you know decisions and and 
and governments are involved and everything like that. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's sad. Like, as, you know, it's sad because, uh, you know, for somebody like, uh, let's say, Daniel Medvedev, uh, you know, not being allowed to play certain tournaments in the UK or, or you know, things like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's sad that a sports person has to, uh, f- you know, face uh, these sort of uh, uh, issues where they are being banned from playing. But, uh, but again, like I said, you know, there are much bigger things uh, uh, being played uh, right in, in the sense, uh, bigger things happening. I mean, you know, innocent people dying, uh, you know, con- countries being invaded. So I don't think that, you know, Wimbledon, playing Wimbledon or playing tennis, a tennis tournament is really that big a concern at this point in time. And, uh, and if, uh, you know, if uh, the governments do decide that, yes, the, 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 certain players or certain countries should not be playing of course it all comes back to uh, a, a political decision i don't think um, you know it's it's sad that happens but uh, but like i said earlier it's unfortunate that sports people get affected by it and you know and hence we're having this conversation right now yeah uh uh, which actually brings me to the next uh, thing. You did speak about individual players and uh, uh, about Delhi Medvedev uh, specifically. Uh, now, the moves of Wimbledon and other sports uh, events are now being projected as sports also doing its bit to bring about peace. So, can sport actually assume such a big role considering how professional sport is and there are various stakeholders? I'm sure the governments here have not necessarily asked players as to what they feel about it. So, can sport actually assume such a big role where there will be some players who will also be collateral damage in this uh, move? Uh, Sharda, can you go first? Um, it's quite interesting, you know, where uh, to, for, for people to say that oh, sport is playing its part. Uh, you know, there is the NHL, which is going on at the moment in the United States, and there are Russians playing in it. And no NHL team has said that their Russian uh, players have to stop. or they uh, As in, last news you know it could change uh, while you're speaking uh, but uh, so, so it, i think it's it's almost a little bit uh, over righteous in that sense because uh, in the case of wimbledon i did get the feeling uh, that the british foreign office had made a big uh, noise about this and said we should not allow russians to play and then it uh, wimbledon's actions uh, followed through uh, it's interesting that there's been no other uh, individual tennis tournament that has said we will not have Russians play. It's only been Wimbledon. Um, and that it came literally on the back of, of uh, what was a foreign office uh, uh, sort of quote from the from the sports minister. Um, and, you know, where are you going to pull the... Uh, then when are we going to start about Israel and Palestine? You know, is that not a issue that should be front and center in, in all kind of sports uh, Arguments then in this case, uh, because that has been uh, a conflict that has been going on for decades. So it's it's almost a little bit, I think, uh, self-righteous and a little bit, uh, I'm trying to use a very gentle word here, a little bit uh, over-ambitious on the part of sport to think it can do that. Because eventually, if the government wants to shut down anything, it can shut down anything. Uh, as a sport, uh, particularly as it's an individual sport, and I and you know Russian club teams and national teams and football teams, they're all paying the price of 
what they have nothing you know it's not a uh, it's it's not through any actions of their own that have led uh, that 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 has led us to where we are today with reference to the war on ukraine um so they have paid the price but uh, for an individual sport to be doing it uh, you know then then you just it's literally a, slip, a slippery slope and then where do you stop uh, at what point do you stop on whose behalf do you stop Uh, so that's that's what's there, and at the same time, you you do uh, appreciate and understand the absolutely uh, the anguish of Ukrainian athletes themselves uh, on what's happening in their country. Uh, but uh, to imagine that this will work by having Russians not take part, it's I think it's it, it, it's not very uh, it's it, it's not very it's not a thought through kind of an argument, according to me. Okay, uh, Zishan, uh, do you want to take that as well? Yeah, definitely. And 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 coming back to Wimbledon, not allowing Russian players to play. There's this debate that's going on right now at the ATP as well, and they brought it up, and the WTA has brought it up, that the entry into Wimbledon is not based on nationality. It is based on ATP and WTA ranking. So uh, why why is it that Wimbledon is not allowing Russian players to play? because uh, and especially right now when they are playing under a, a, a neutral flag they're not playing under the the russian flag so there is this debate that's going on right now where you know different tennis players uh, have different uh, opinion on on these on this thing um so you know it it's uh, so and and like sharda was saying that it is only england right now that is not allowing uh these players to play because obviously the other countries and other federations and government uh you know obviously have no issues with russians playing in 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 the tournament and and like sharda mentioned the the israel palestine issue and tomorrow it could be another country who might have issues with a neighboring country so then what do you stop every single uh, uh sports person from that country to participate in any particular event or anything like that i mean you know it uh, it it is it is a dangerous precedent to follow it is something uh, you know that that wimbledon has started doing and i just hope going forward it is not something that uh, becomes uh, you know uh, that sports becomes just a a play thing for any government to decide okay tomorrow we don't want uh, you know this country to play or that country to play because we don't kind of agree with their policies or whatever it might be so i mean there is no end to it and and that is one of the reasons why we've always been told and we've always heard that you know we should not mix sports with politics because once uh, something like this starts um it 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 like sharda said it's a very slippery uh, slope and you and and once the slide starts it's it's going to be very difficult to stop that so um you know i i don't know what's going to happen in the future this you know some this is something that wimbledon has adapted right now but like i said tomorrow there could be issues with another country another thing and then it it sports today it could be something else tomorrow so uh, it's it's a very dangerous situation right now uh, taking this further like we have uh, thus far dealt with the specifics now when you see on one hand sports bodies and governments basically define what is allowed inside a sporting event and what is not i think ioc has continuously said no forms of political protests are allowed inside the olympics and things like that but on the other hand the successes of those very sports persons and the hosting rights of those events are actually used to enrich the standings of the very same governments and sports bodies like sharda said 
about using the Olympics as a national, as a barometer of your national standing. So, how do you see this dichotomy playing out, where the governments basically decide how to use, what to use, and what's the message that's being sent out? Sharda, can you take it? Yeah, it's interesting because like Zishan is saying that for Wimbledon to do this, it's almost like they said, okay, this is how much we can push it, how much we are, we are willing to risk a whole lot of things by doing it, because there's it's it's going to be very hard to dial down and dial back again. Uh, it's not that countries are not going to stop are going to stop fighting, you know, over the next twenty five years. If if uh, and and it's not that uh, uh, Russia and uh, the NATO is not going to get into any kind of other conflict again. So um, it, I also, what happens is you're seeing uh, uh, elite sport use um, you know the platform of all kinds of governments uh, to stage events. You know, let's just go through. uh the fact that uh look at where formula 1 is held everywhere uh there's a big uh, uh, there was a big controversy about qatar when qatar was given the rights to host the world cup uh so it's almost like now it's in your, you have played into the hands of of the people in power right particularly in in with the case of wimbledon um and uh, what happens next you know so i was just checking and there are 40 russian players playing in the nhl which is the national hockey league the ice hockey com- the big ice hockey competition in the united states so they are playing so i think uh, th- at this point in time sport perhaps should find a way to sort of ring fence itself away from this kind of thing and say look the olympics is another kettle of fish altogether because it's mel- many international federations but at least uh, sports like tennis high profile very elite lot of money uh, highly professionalized very ra- largely well run they should ring fence themselves away from this i know there was supposed to be a meeting in madrid and they were thinking about docking points and so on because if you let it in let it out at this point there's no way it's going to stop at some at some other level you know uh, uh, i just wanted to bring the case of pang shui the chinese uh, player who had spoken out um, against an official and the response of tennis at that time was outstanding which actually protected the player it stood up for its player it took tournaments away from china you know it actually put its money uh, its miles for the put your money where your mouth is that's what they did and uh, and you think that's the kind of things that you should be protecting you know you should protect the players that are there that are taking part in your sport that are by and large doing um, Uh, you know playing the sport uh, doing as well as they as they can and so that was a very good uh, sort of campaign that had happened and even though it's come to the point that we don't know what the truth here really is the, this the, their first line of defense to punchui's thing uh, to her uh, accusation was let us speak to her she is our athlete let us look after her and what has wimbledon done it has said it's you know it's it, it's somebody else's thing let's you know let, let's get these people out of here it's it's very very almost formulaic and filmy and sport should not allow it uh, the great thing about sport even at the no matter what we say about the olympics to have people at least from countries competing against each other that the countries that are bitterly at war countries that are divided it makes it it, it, it speaks for a lot of things it communicates itself in a way to people that this is not about uh, this is not about your political fights or whoever your leaders are or whatever this is about the, your young people uh, i mean largely sport is played by the young and um, uh, to see this happen it's it's quite tragic that it's been brought to play in this manner because it's not your problems uh, with reference to politics and in political involvement is are not going to reduce they are only going to increase and you need to be much more alert 
then uh, 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 and, and not let, let yourself be sort of swept away by this i mean what is the symbol uh, of uh, uh the athlete in at the end of 2021 or 2020 2021 it was the um you know to to take a knee to raise a fist to stand up against against uh, discrimination of uh, people of color against women against, so all those kind of things so those are good platforms to be working with and sport has a great power to work with it. you know you saw it happening across football um in a way so that's the way sport should be used not in the way that wimbledon is is has been seen to use it i know i shouldn't keep coming back to wimbledon but that's sort of top top of the mind um and and uh, you want you know you hear so many stories in the olympics of russians and americans competing together and then chatting with each other afterwards and how well it turned out you had rohan popanna and sampuri she played tennis together they used to uh, the indo park express and so those are not those are not uh, things that you can ignore you know those are not things that you should that that sport should allow. that's what sport should work towards rather than this kind of exclusion which is what martina also said uh, that exclusion is not the way to go uh, zishan do you want to take it forward yeah i mean you know sports is supposed to unite us not divide us right and unfortunately that's exactly what's happening right now i mean even for players from countries that are not affected by the by the war uh, between russia and and ukraine uh, are now uh, you know talking about it and certain people have you know their own opinion which does not go well with 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 other sports people so it's instead of uniting people it's dividing uh, people right now and and that's the last thing we want out of sports right i mean Uh, you know shardar talking about the olympics i i played the olympics myself in 1988 and then i was the captain of the indian team in 2016 when we went to rio and the kind of atmosphere that you have um, in the village uh, especially in the dining room area where you know you have people from different countries sitting together you know it, it, it's not a question of color or language or anything everybody over there is a sports person they they are there they are representing the country they are the best in the world and the kind of atmosphere that you have uh, yes you know off the when you're on the field you are competing against each other but when you know when we are you know it, there's a, there's a night club over there at the at the olympic village there's a, you know there's a mcdonald's restaurant over there where people if you see the line at the mcdonald's restaurant in the 2016 olympics stretch for about one one kilometer long and in that one kilometer you had people from 100 different nationalities standing over there and talking to each other what does that do right that's uniting people that's uniting people from different nationalities who come over there mingle mix talk to each other become friends friendship that lasts a, lo- a lifetime i mean i have i'm st- still in touch with some friends that i made in the 1988 olympics whom i'm still um, you know in touch with even even right now so that's what sports is supposed to do right it's supposed to bring you closer it's supposed to bring countries closer it's supposed to bring people uh, closer uh, and and unfortunately the situation right now is doing anything but that and that's the sad part and and unfortunately in all of this politics sports is a loser right now which takes us to the final parts of this uh, conversation so considering governments play such a huge role in sports worldwide from funding to the kind of rules that are framed as well as who presides over which event can we truly expect sports and politics to be detached sharda can you take that 
I don't think you can expect it to be detached. You're right. Uh, in uh, particularly in Olympic sport, where government uh, involvement and but in most of the of countries of the world, I mean, uh, you know, the majority countries say seventy five percent of the countries of that compete at an Olympic games, uh, they are um, funded by their governments. So it's funded by the sports ministry, by taxpayers, whatever. So you do know that the government will be trying to make a push to uh, stamp its. Uh, uh, you know stamp its power stamp its control uh, and but professional sport uh, has has had doesn't require that other than sort of say permissions to stage events and so on uh, it's it's the duty of professional sport to stay a little bit more clear headed to remain a little more clear headed about these kind of issues and say okay so say for example if the russian government told the russian players that you cannot compete at wimbledon then you're saying okay it's The, the, you can't argue with that. Then the the athlete has to decide what to do. But you cannot have professional sport start on the point of exclusion. You know, if what have the NFL throughout Russian athletes? What if they started throwing out Russian football players in European uh, from European clubs? So uh, it's the it's the almost it has become the bounden duty of the governors of professional sport to be a little vigilant about how much politics they can allow in, in that sense. You know, I'm not saying it in a cynical way, but just See how much you you should be allowed to control this kind of thing. Uh, what's happening in, in with reference to the tennis? It's largely a propaganda exercise that has been turned into this. Uh, you know, oh, we are going to sort of sport is going to play a part. The sport is sport wants to play a part, raise money for the for the refugees, open your your, your doors to refugees from all countries. You know, raise money for all causes. Um, so. I think professional sport has the financial strength to be able to do that, whereas Olympic sport is is really stretched and st- uh, cash strapped in many ways by government. So where you can exercise your freedom and of thought and your freedom of independent action, you should do it. And um, you cannot fall uh, into this sort of propaganda kind of trick that that you can play. So that's the that's the way to do it because it will increase. It's not going to reduce the the. the It's like the George Orwell thing about that the image of the future is the boot on the face. So you have to push back as much as you can. That's what elite sport has to do. Ah, uh, yeah. Taking that further, Sushant. So uh, you have been a player, and you are still a coach, and you still uh, are very much part of the uh, system and the conversation. So, from your perspective, how much of detachment should be should governments maintain uh, so that there is a healthy balance towards? what sport can achieve as an overall this thing like when you said it is to bring countries together and when it should detach itself from the ongoing controversies of the world and political questions well one one thing is for sure that we if we expect sports and politics to be detached i don't think that's going to happen unfortunately tennis federations uh sports bodies in any country come under the jurisdiction of the government um so the decision in the case of wimbledon of not allowing russian players to play the tournament was not really taken initially by the committee of wimbledon it was de- decided by the foreign ministry or the government of the uk who then conveyed to wimbledon that this is what should happen and federations sports bodies in any country are very very reliant on government support i mean okay let's leave bcci out of it they are not but i'm talking about a lot of the other sports 
in the country where okay tennis again is an individual sport so players can basically go and play tournaments anywhere uh, in the world as long as they have the financial means to do that but let's look at a lot of the other sports like let's say hockey in india or a football or a basketball any team sport uh, that has to represent their country uh, is reliant completely on the sports bodies the sports bodies in turn are reliant on the sports ministries and then and 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 then the government of the country so um it definitely cannot be detached it cannot be a, a sports bodies individual decision to go against the government of the country uh because there are repercussions that they will have to face so um you know going forward obviously it is yes but like sharda said there need to be a certain amount of uh leeway given a certain a certain stand that needs to be taken by a certain sports ministry or or the federation as to how much they are willing to and not willing to in terms of these big uh, political decisions are concerned but uh, but if 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 you're looking at at uh, you know sports uh, decision on sports being made um um you know even even if something like this what's happening uh, with russia is concerned and all that that unfortunately is something that is a very very long way away i, I don't i don't really see that happening so as much as we would like sports and politics not to mingle um it's not happened in 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 so many years and unfortunately going forward also it's to a certain extent i don't see it happening like i said individual sport yes a player can definitely go and play but again if you if if you were to go against your country's decision of playing in a particular country or traveling to a particular country where let's say if, a, if an indian is not supposed to go and if an individual player still decides to go then then you have the repercussions of the government saying okay we will then uh, withhold your passport right and then you don't travel to any part of the world so i mean these are decisions that are obviously taken at very higher levels and we as sports people sports federations have to at some point uh, you know abide by those uh, those decisions whether it is good for the sport or not good for the sport we all know that mixing politics with sport is not really good for the sport but unfortunately we are just pawns in 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 a much bigger play that's going on right now okay uh, sharda you want to take it forward yeah i, I was just quite interested in uh, hearing what jishan had to say you know uh, to in my mind when you're looking say at the ipl for example there is a classic example of how politics has been al- allowed to just you know spread itself completely over the sport so because we cannot have pakistanis play in ipl teams now is cricket a team sport yes absolutely but it's a team sport with teams from mumbai whatever what and indian team will always win the ipl right but you can't have pakistanis in it because of some unwritten rule that has come from some unwritten mandarin in some unwritten office in delhi saying that listen no pakistanis because we, because there will be hassle there will not be hassle hassle will be created right so you have allowed yourself to be sucked into this at the first few years of the ipl the pakistanis had played then there was the attack in in mumbai and then it sort of went from there you understand it but you could st- and then there was a the nonsense thing of you can be bowling coach you can be uh, some other level but you cannot play 
so you know in, in cricket in india for example india and pakistan has allowed itself completely to be uh, overwhelmed and, and, and to be controlled and manipulated by politics it has become currency you know uh, cricket has become currency with which po- politics is enacted and when wimbledon has done something like this it, it doesn't want to become currency again you know it, that's what zishan had said this a few uh, a few minutes back that uh, bec- it, it, you can allow yourself to be manipulated terribly before you know it. and that's what's happened to cricket in india and pakistan that's a great way to actually conclude the conversation and thanks uh, thanks so much to the both of you for uh, being here it was a pleasure to listen to both of you and uh, it was an enriching uh, conversation thank you sudarshan thank you so much enjoyed being here thank you sudarshan it was fun being here